0: Good evening, California, and everybody else under the sun. Uh, we're here for another another pleasant episode of the Chinwag podcast. And today we're getting into a personal favourite genre of mine, that is the uh, murder mystery scene. And so joining me as my fellow sleuths are Sam.
1: Hello, 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 hello.
0: Hello, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Looking to really solve, solve some, some crimes. Yeah. yeah, man. Solve time. some crimes it's... and make some rhymes, as Jake the dog says. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. All right, and our fellow, fellow detective, Mr. Detective Hall over there, how are we? Hello, hello. I'm very well, thank you. Right, Solving
2: crimes. You know? Closing cases.
0: Yeah. Cold or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, so how we've kind... I guess how we're sort of... Um, we've came up with the list for this is that a lot, of, a lot of these murder mystery style films have like pretty fucking crazy ensemble casts. And so that's how we've kind of selected them. And we've sort of got like a, like a franchise oriented pick and a non franchise one. And so I guess if we start with the franchise ones first, do you want to kick us off, Rogan?
2: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I've gone with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which, like. Has the extended world of many franchises all molded into one? Um, uh, when it so, this is. I'm not sure whether it's murder mystery, or it's buddy cop, but I think this like it is essentially a murder mystery, but it's not mm-hmm. so much of who done it. But like the cast is incredible. Um, Bob Hoskins takes you through it. And, and the villain being uh, Christopher Lloyd is just, just incredible because he's so cartoonish in a way. But then, like, you have every cartoon character imaginable. And the cameos, they're pretty decent for the most part. Mm. The way, um, you know, Mickey Mouse gives him a, a tire um, parachute and stuff. Like, it's, it's not wasted screen time, it, it, it works with the tone and the flow of the film. Whilst just being an absolute massacre of an ensemble of make-believe characters, um, yeah. So, I, I, it may not be a, a who done it clue-style uh, murder mystery, but there is a murder, and there's a mystery to be solved, and uh, Bob Hoskins and Roger Rabbit's on the case. Dude, I think
1: to be fair I don't know if um oh you were on on that podcast but I mentioned who framed Roger rabbit in the when we were talking about our childhood film solo if you remember like oh, I because yeah. space jam and who framed Roger rabbit were the first times I ever saw like cartoon meet real life cinema yeah kind of thing and how different what about pagemaster true true pagemaster as well Damn, I guess all the three of them films were at the same time though. That's mad. Ooh. I guess that they they did. Maybe there was a bit of an era for that. Yeah, I
2: think there was. Maybe I so mean, Page Masters '94,
1: Space Jam's like I think '96 ish. When was yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, I think '88. I thought actually. it was early. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. It's '88. So, but Roger like Rabbit probably. Yeah, probably um, started those films. Aye. More than pilots. likely. It's I'm also sure directed by Robert others. Sebeckis. <coughs>
1: Sorry, so I'm struggling sure to think of many others, to be fair, other than them for well,
0: um, well there's 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 the Looney T- there's two Looney Tunes films with a you know the Brendan Fraser ones? Like Oh, oh yeah yeah. Those yeah. are like yeah, I, I like, really liked those ones. You have a lot of Muppets as well. Like, it may not be animated,
2: yeah. but they, you know, they did that big...
0: Yeah, I think, if, if for me, where um, like that kind of... I guess, yeah, it's not cartoon meets real life, it's puppet meets real life. But I probably yeah. was more met the kind of Muppets films before I came to the Looney Tunes and ones. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they were, like...
2: I guess... You could do puppets on film, and, we, and you need a certain technology to merge animation True. and film. True. And yeah. that sort of, I assume, came from rotoscoping, which probably required the late eighties to even be able to do it. And as I mentioned before, it was Robert Zemeckis who uh, made *Who Framed Roger Rabbit*, who, at least for the late eighties, was as big a name as Spielberg. Um, you know, after *Back to the Future*s and. Mm. He still had Forrest Gump and, and Castaway to comment stuff.
0: Ah, oh, he was very hot at that time. Yeah. So he,
2: I imagine Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Actually, I'll check the budget because I imagine it'd be huge for his time.
0: Oh, I don't doubt it. Like, even if just in the... Um, just all the different kind of copyrights involved. Because even though they're all, they're all Warner Brothers properties, but the characters in it, they're like split across um, the Looney Tunes merry melodies silly symphonies even though like they're technically all the same thing and like part of that franchise that they're they're all in a kind of separate category you know what i mean like it's a bit like like tom and jerry never really like i I think tom and jerry don't appear in um, who framed roger rabbit if i remember right i can't recall them doing but there was there's a lot (laughs) Uh, oh yeah, no, but tuned down, isn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah, seventy million, which for the '80s was no joke. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think. I, I think, to be fair, the uh, the the cartoon. I'm trying. I can't remember her name. Who's the cartoon like female in that? The
2: um, oh Jessica Rabbit. Oh, the, she was that, buying.
1: Yeah. yeah, that that I think that was that was. <laughs> One of the early, young uh, like, no, that yeah I was about yeah. to say
0: that was an early one for everyone don't worry <laughs> yeah. cool, cool, cool cool I'm just glad that I'm glad that we're in unison with that I <laughs> know yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like that you know the, these people who make these cartoons they know what they they know what they're put like they, they're not dumb yeah. when they put that shit in there you know That's what weird. I mean no, trust me like it's like they say that a lot with like um you, you know like people who are like fairies and shit. It's like yeah. they say oh, that yeah. a lot of that is because of the shit, like, because cause the cartoons that I get, not just our generation, but ones prior, kind of grew up with anthropomorphized cartoon characters. In this, like, you know, like, just, I mean, granted, Jessica Rabbit looks like a regular person. But, um, I mean, like, yeah, like, uh, even well, there's like the male... You said
2: Space Jam before, so like the yeah. chick rabbit in Space oh, Jam. Oh yeah, can't remember what she's called? Um, Lola That's Bunny. I think Lola it is.
0: Bunny. Lola yeah. Bunny. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So it's like that. Yeah, that stuff is. That stuff is in there intentionally. Yeah. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> okay. Well, off yeah. that off that furry conversation, which I didn't think would ever come up on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> you know, um,
1: furries find their way into every conversation, my friend.
0: Yeah man. Well, you know, just the fursona just enters your body sometimes. But anyways. <laughs> um, um yeah, the kind of the, the, the franchise pick I was going for this was the well, I guess now, now it's the original Murder on the Orient Express film from nineteen seventy four? Yeah, seventy-four. And it's just and I think like part of it has to do with the fact that it's it's a Poirot story and you know like Agatha Christie's name is like pretty much synonymous with the this concept of who done it at this point. Or definitely murder oh, yeah. mysteries. And this was the first oh. like this is the first um cinema debut of Poirot. So they went like all out in getting the fucking people in it. Like like Albert Finney or the, like he, I mean I wouldn't say he was the best Poirot because obviously David Sh- Su- David Suchet exists and we all know he's the best but yeah Albert Finney's a big name and um even um, in- yeah Ingrid Bergman is even in it as a it's actually really it's it's really interesting Ingrid Bergman in this one because it kind of weirdly it reminds me of um chris evans in endgame because she's like she's under such like practical effects to look like this old austrian woman like she's almost unrecognizable like beneath the makeup but still with like gives a great performance the same way that it's like i mean granted hemsworth wasn't unrecognizable as thor but it's like you know he was so made up in fat thor for endgame
2: yeah, I you yeah. said Evans at first,
1: and I was thinking. Oh, did I you mean Old yeah, Manor? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Oh, that's that what I was bad. thinking, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I'm, I meant Hemsworth. I guess. Well, yeah. I guess we'll we'll find out why I was thinking about Evans in a minute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah. So Bergman's in it is great, and then what's what's the name? Lauren, yeah, Lauren Bacall, who like, to be honest, is weirdly unlike. I mean, obviously she wasn't underrated at, in her time, but I feel like these days she, she almost kind of gets skipped by as being one of, like, the great female actors of Hollywood. Or at least in my opinion. But, I mean, I've just always been... I've always quite liked her.
2: Yeah. Um, looking oh, and then... through her IMDb, hmm. I didn't know of her as, as, as much as I should have. So I definitely wait to what you're saying there.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she is, like, one of those... Um, I don't know. She's just kind of one of those like forgotten greats, weirdly, but although a remembered great that's in it is Sean Connery, who you know we had our we had our love story for him, on the first episode of this season, and you know it's no secret that I love him because he's the best James <laughs> Bond we've had so far, and you know that stood the, that stood the test for like sixty years. I but, think
2: that's cemented.
0: Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it would take something like. I mean, yeah, I don't even know what what could come across that could change that status. No, it's just
2: like trying to recast uh Han Solo, it's just it's just not it's just not going to fully bang. Not fully, you mm. know. No. It's perfect
0: for its time in its era. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. But yeah, but this yeah, so this film is like uh it's it's weird because it's like, because I th- I think this is probably the best Poirot film there's been, even though I like I prefer the story of Death on the Nile just because I, I find it more interesting, but this one is like and it, and again like because it because it was the it was the cinematic debut of Poirot and and of Agatha Christie's writing, so this was like. You know they were going, they were going at it with this film, and it really shows. Like, like I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago, Um, and I don't, I don't remember who the director is. Which maybe you'll say it here quickly. Oh, Sydney Lumet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Sydney. Yeah, Sydney Lumet is the director, and and basically, like the there's there's a lot of really like fucking cool effects that they're able to do with, just with lighting, like like the actual murder scene, how they do it at the end is really fucking cool, like because they just do it with like this really like lovely, eerie blue light and you just get them one by one like coming into the room and stabbing, oh yeah, well spoilers for Murder on the Orient Express, like I know it was written nearly a hundred years ago now, but Mm. maybe some people haven't gotten around to it but Spoiler: They all did it. <laughs> and the scene where they actually go in and murder the guy, um, oh, what's his name? It's R- Rack or oh, Fuck, what is it? Um, anyways, yeah, when they murder the guy at the end, uh, well, they sh- They only show you the murder scene at the end. It's fucking sick. Like it's, it's like intense with how much it is. yeah no it's a a great it is I would definitely recommend it like I haven't actually seen the um the Kenneth Branagh one but I I mean the trailer didn't really sell me on it but although I if there's one you know for all the people that don't like Johnny Depp he is the murder victim in this in the new one so if you want a bit of like cathartism watching him get (laughs) stabbed up by 12 people might do something for you just a thought yeah (laughs) you could just Mm -hmm. like
2: yeah no I was thinking of you know Nightmare on Elm Street because he's the first victim in that as well oh
1: yeah Yeah.
0: that's his debut isn't it that
1: is his debut I
0: think so yeah it is yeah it's crazy yeah yeah anyways yeah that's a Orient Express yeah
2: um, it makes Mm. me want to watch it I uh, yeah I wasn't sold on the trailer for the new one so much either. Although I did want to see it because for the most part I like Kenneth Brenner. Yeah, uh, Kenneth is yeah,
1: incredible. He's a very talented guy across everything really. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I, I it up have you guys seen that Kenneth is playing Boris Johnson in the new Yeah. In that new film. Yeah. No, yeah he's gonna be
1: playing it. Boris Johnson through Corona times and that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah corona mean, like, times haven't finished. <laughs> Nah, it's no. like brexit it's brexit into Corona, I think yeah, I'm not quite I think sure where they're gonna it, end it,
0: yeah, from yeah. what I've seen on it is is that it's like it's about the recent era of politics in Britain, and like I but again, I Which don't is, know where from,
2: but absolute shambles yeah so I hope yeah I hope it's honest,
0: that. yeah
2: oh God, but
0: the the only thing that annoys me is that just like. Boris Johnson must have such a fucking hard on knowing that. Oh yeah, who's gonna play Bo- who's gonna play me in this movie? Oh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean I would it's like <laughs> I hope Kenneth Branagh, like just mocks him, you know. Like just mm. just puts his own little spin, I don't know, a little bit, you know. I hope he I hope he feels bad about it afterwards.
2: He has <laughs> to personify a mumbling buffoon.
1: Well he just he
2: has
0: to personify as an asshole. <laughs> Mm. Uh. oh no i'm sure yeah like i think kenneth like i'm sure brenner will be able to play him well Mm. but it's just you just i just don't want it to be like uh oh we're gonna we're gonna polish up this story yeah you know what i mean like i don't want another fucking churchill one like because that was like when gary oldman plays churchill you're like i fucking love you gary oldman but i fucking hate you churchill yeah (laughs) uh Anyways, Seb, you also have a film to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Mm.
1: And to be fair, um one I only watched a couple of months ago. Um and did, never saw any press for it coming out. Um I didn't realize it ever been released when it was first suggested to me. I'd never heard of it. Um and that is Knives really? Out. Um Yeah, yeah, I um I don't quite know how I, I managed to miss it, especially with with the cast, like, well, I'll ju- just jump into. It. I mean, it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who, to be honest, I didn't know the director until searching up before the thing. But you guys say you did Last Jedi. I'm not great Aye. with directors. I'm not gonna lie. Um, which is the best of the latest three, so uh, Star Wars film. So we'll take that. Contrary, um, wow. in my opinion, in my opinion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I'd probably have uh, to agree even though mm. I, I understand his contra- contra- controversy. Mm. I think as a standalone mm. film it binds. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what?
1: Yeah. I, I just really enjoyed it. I think it was the one I enjoyed the most. Like It's the one I had the least like issues with after watching it kind of thing. So I'll, I'll 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 stand by that. I mean, even still. Oh I yeah, no know, fair. Like I
0: it. when I was it's saying like funny. controversial, I didn't mean it in like a bad way. I was just I was just being a bitch. Mm. Yeah, when yeah.
2: Rise of Skywalker comes out, it, like everything,
1: all things, <laughs> like it's just yeah, you see it, it? <laughs> but yeah. I mean, this to be fair, it stars one of my favorite actresses at the moment, um, and that's Toni Collette. Uh, I just think she's incredible. Um, anyone who doesn't know, you know, like t- she's actually just been in everything recently, hasn't she? Now I think about it. I don't I wait. I, I don't.
0: I don't recognize her by name. Which which Toni one was Cluette,
1: she? So she's in Hereditary.
0: And um.
1: Free billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's sorry. really, mm.
1: really good. Uh, she's the blonde, the blonde lady. Oh, yeah. yeah, she is good. Yeah, um, she... She's just incredible at at one horror roles and just just being dramatic. Really, like she she. Uh, have you seen Freeboard Awards? Yeah, no, <sighs> so good, man. So her performance in that film is just incredible. In um, Hereditary, she completely drives the film. To be honest, so. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't fault her. And even, even to that, I mean, she doesn't have the biggest role in this. Uh, you've got Daniel Craig, who is doing the most unbearable accent since the main guy in Tokyo Drift um, in a film, in my opinion. But I like Daniel Craig. I do like Daniel Craig. Having not seen, I think I've only seen like two of his Bond films like i i don't know i just enjoy him um mm. as well you've got uh the soon to be potentially this year potentially next year potentially never bond girl in um what's the newest one called no time to die yeah got, uh, no time uh, to ad... release and <laughs> <laughs> um... when is time to die and <laughs> um... uh, i'm going to go on the Armas is her name I think um, you got Jamie Lee Curtis who needs no introduction, Halloween you know, Big she's ups. kind of tied with that uh, Chris Evans uh, as what might have been leading <laughs> yeah. solo to think about him <laughs> earlier um, Cap- Captain America for any of you that don't know um, which has just got me thinking to be fair when I saw the name like I always forget I think, there is a radio presenter isn't there that ginger guy, he's Chris Evans as well isn't he I'm not yeah. imagining that. Yeah, okay, so. cool. Cool. 'Cause I've I was just yeah, obviously he's nothing on cap, mm. but um you know <laughs> it always it always baffles me for a second. I'm like, hang on, wait, what? Um and then you've got Christopher Plummer who's just mm. been acting since day really. Love he wasn't sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Did he's he's just been about. Something's telling me he might have
2: passed relatively recently. Oh, Ooh. shit. I, I'm I think I am wrong yeah, this, with that, but I do a... think. To be fair, like, Knives Out was this.
1: 2019. I've not seen or heard anything of him in the last two years, so. So,
2: just quickly yeah. confirm whether. I think you yeah, might be you right, Logan. Right, 5th of February this year.
1: 5th of yeah. February?
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Oh, God. Damn.
2: So, oh. may rest in peace. May right. he shout
1: he. I mean to be fair his death in this film is pretty incredible <laughs> mm. it's like it feels like it, we've just lost one of the last true legends do you know I mean I've yeah with yeah, oh god with god forbid Lee the gone, day Sean yeah. um, gone yeah yeah you know what actually they, but then again what a life you know what mm. a life these people have lived true enough um, man.
2: You have you know to, know I mean? so you have to die to be a legend, you know, and that's that's what he is.
1: Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean, this film is. I mean, we were discussing before, and Solo managed to get it, but I think that's just his, uh, his love for these yeah. kind of films. Because um, <laughs> I was all over the place with this one. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but it's it's very well written. And oh yeah, definitely. There is a concept with it with um with one of the characters not being able to lie without throwing up, which makes it just it just adds like a whole twist to it. It's like a condition, isn't it? I, I don't know mm. if they give it a name, but um yeah. her being one of the key witnesses as well just it just adds this this whole of a layer to the film, and you know like Daniel Craig is a private investigator that's turned up to a pretty closed book investigation. And mm. he's just kind of opening it up, and you know, digging where he shouldn't be digging, and it's it's just so good. Honestly, it's quite a long film, but it doesn't feel like it when you're watching it. Yeah,
0: no.
1: yeah. I would. Um, no, I agree. I would, I would highly recommend it. I'd, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it just because I don't know. I don't think this is a remake. No, and no, it it's a, a relatively new story. film. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. If you guys want to check it out, so I would Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely recommend it. I haven't seen it, so I I let us know what you think. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: I'd recommend it as well. Because like, because like, it's still the um, like the production design is great for it. Like, which is like Ryan Johnson's trademark is having fucking sick production (laughs) design.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. The um, just the house itself in its grandeur mm. is uh is is incredible. Yeah.
0: yeah Great use of colour would... as well actually.
1: Yeah, the reds, the yellows, the um well just the film poster to be honest, is is gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. Um and that chair of knives is pretty sick. Um mm. but yeah, I will definitely definitely check it out. Hmm and I'll, I'll let us go, go back to Solo for a second one. Thank you, yeah, th- well,
2: yeah, I think rog-
0: Rogan, I oh, think if it? you want to kick us... Well, I mean, just- oh, you started it, like, my like bad. I- you started it, yeah. Rogan, my bad. I don't know, you, it's all good.
1: I'm getting confused. It's because you host Solo. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: so I had a bit of uh, trouble coming up with a second one. Um, and I I think it's got a hard cast, but it is... It, it's, um, a murder mystery film that came out in the last few years that I really took to, uh, which is Bond Girl, um, oh. directed by David Fincher, which I, I do think it has a hard cast with Ben Affleck. Rosamund Pike, obviously, had been a somewhat Bond girl, but like absolutely mm. incredible in this film. And you've got like Neil Patrick Harris and Tyler Perry, um, amongst a bunch of others. Um, that I don't know that well, but um, I do think that at least for those top four names, plus the director, Fincher is a star. Um, nice. So, yeah. Uh, Gone Girl is one of them films that uh, sort of it sucker punched me when the twist came and <coughs> it, that doesn't genuinely like happen that often, that even if you don't consciously say that's going to happen. You you kind of suspect when a character is going to turn. Um, but no, Gone Girl, absolutely. Hit me through a loop. Um, and although it's not necessarily a murder mystery, the, the mystery is a suspecting murder, right? And um, Yeah. So I, I thought it'd be quite a cool... Um, and it has that like... Murder mysteries tend to have an almost noirish tone, I feel. Um, like, mm-hmm. like detective tales and um, Gone Girl has that very much um, it almost feels like it's in Gotham <laughs> um, <laughs> even though we we, yeah. we do have Batman in it but so what, what, have you guys seen Gone Girl? I don't really want to spoil it too much I, I, I have
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I haven't um, and just just on the because honestly I was talking about this the other day weirdly enough I've been told I've got to watch it so I've
2: got the blu-ray if we could avoid spoilers
1: yeah if we can avoid the twist maybe I don't mind you discussing the rest of it just because if it's that good of a twist I kind of want to be surprised I'm even more intrigued now Um, right I didn't even realise Neil Patrick Harris was in it and I'm always there for Neil Patrick Harris man I love Neil Patrick Harris Uh, yeah I
2: don't yeah. like. I'm a bit nervous to even say you what, what sort of role he plays. Um, Ooh, yeah, because, okay. I mean, it's a Fincher film, so there's like layers to peel back to peel back as you watch mm. it, uh, and I don't want to peel peel a certain layer before it. Yeah, should have been. Yeah. Just,
1: just, yeah. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to throw you off. Though I'm kind of. I I kind of want you to keep talking about it, but. Uh,
2: okay, do it, do it. well, solo. What's your opinion of Gone Girl? Then? do you do you rate it as highly as I do?
0: Well, unfortunately, I, I, I've, I haven't actually seen it like in its entirety because, like, I came, oh, okay. I came into it. I think I was like. Uh, I think it was maybe half hour for like act one had happened basically. Oh, okay. Like, Cause I, I like basically I came uh, while, I, while we were, while we were still at university, I came back to the house and my housemates, Tom and Sam were watching it. And so like, I just got it, you know, I just sat there and watched it with him. But I do think it's really good. And as mm. well, like I feel like Roseman Rosamond Pike is really underused as a villain in my opinion, because she is oh, God, she's yeah. great. Like she's got she, like, actually funny. Enough, like I would say the same for Christopher Lloyd, who was like in your earlier pick, like mm-hmm. he does not get enough credit as a villain, even though every yeah. time he's done it, he's been brilliant. The same way with Rosamund Pike. Like she just has this, I, I like she just has this skill of where she can just like really just all of a sudden like drop into this kind of mode of like, like, st- I I don't even know how to like describe it, but like he, just just malicious, evil, like craziness, mm. and has mm, done it like yeah. differently in many in a couple of different films now.
2: She probably well, is a
0: genuine psychopath to be honest.
2: As <laughs> how she can do it, she is it. Maybe Got a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Aye, could
0: be bit of experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. But did no, any no. of them kill Sparky? Is the real question.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. Um. She, this oh, specific, I that film, this. Right, no. Well. I. Yeah. That. That. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna keep quiet because I think. I think you like was it. Was Rosamund and, all along? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been Agatha. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> I still got that song in my head uh
1: it, it is a banger. It's on Spotify. It's kind of hard.
2: I don't feel like I've seen the ep- that one episode three times because I wanted to see if, the, I wanted to see if there were any like, Easter eggs and stuff, you know, within the flashbacks of literally the Agatha song. Mm. Although, I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know if we should talk about it. Um, should we talk about it on the podcast? I don't know.
0: <laughs> but, I guess we, we can say Shall we save it for... what? Well, you know, I guess it depends what you're going to say, actually. Um,
2: but I was going to say that I, the thing that put me off the episode was the amount of time, like... Vision was just, like, having his own time wasted. And he just was like... Mm. what? That, that just made no sense. Like, especially mm. in his mind, he thinks, like, his kids are over there. It just makes no sense that he would
0: be... See, I, I would say... The opposite. I think it makes... I think it makes really perfect sense within like how, how? the stories are structured, because you have but to think like they're with they're existing he's within processing a, information.
2: He's got to be like, I am no use here. Yeah, I should
0: but, be there. but they're within they're existing within a world of that's manipulated to be appear as reality TV. You know, it's like think about like well, all, all of like the previous yeah but he's still being he's still being turned and twisted into it that's why you remember they're having the dro- like even when him and darcy are driving he's aware of the fact that when the blockades are coming he knows that he's being blocked you know what i mean so the fact that his time is being wasted in literal like the run time as it's like it's 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 like the meta manifestation of that effect I get that, but he would have just. But he flies off anyway. Yeah, because eventually he <laughs> figures out a way around it. But he was thinking to. Um, fuck, my internet keeps on glitching out. Um, yeah, too literal. Yeah, eventually he figures his way around it, but. Yeah.
2: I just think he's like. He's, like, he's essentially an
0: iPhone. So,
2: like, he, the data's crunched and he's gone. Mm.
0: Yeah. I didn't need to start. But, a would b My bad. That's no, little catchy. <laughs> no, no. That
1: song's just little catchy. <laughs> no, it's
0: true. All I was, all I was going to say initially is, but my favourite song is the the theme song to the second episode. You know the one. It's one oh. wonder division, wonder vision. yeah wonder vision, wonder... I
2: like the Malcolm in the Middle one. You know,
0: I, I was a fan of Malcolm oh. in the Middle. Well, we can. Shall we, I? Th- well, let's um. I'll shuff, we'll shuffle <laughs> past this because i think i was just yeah, yeah i was just gonna say that we'll we'll save this for uh i think cool. it will be our next episode yeah yes. where we're gonna do a big bigger one division discussion mm. uh, that, that could go on for a while Aye. so i'll, I'll just skip on to my uh I'll, I'll just i'll just skip us on to my next film which is so my my like non-franchise um like murder mystery is this? It's a, fuck it, This film from the eighties was it 1982? which is dead men don't wear plaid, with Dean Martin as the star. No, not Dean Martin. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm by the Pardon? Is that Steve Martin? Uh, no, I missed. He... I missed what you said.
1: Yeah, is, is Steve Martin the one from Cheaper by the Desert?
0: Yeah. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the it's younger like a, Steve Martin. Yeah, I was I was watching an episode of *Vegas* a minute ago, and Dean Martin had a cameo. So I, I like I tr- I've tripped uh. myself over names a lot this episode.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, this cast Steve Martin.
0: Yeah. Right. Like and it's it's it the reason it faster. has this incredible cast is because it's such a. So basically, like, what this film is is it's, it's a kind it's like a it's a kind of noir parody, and Steve Martin is looking into a murder of something Reardon. Oh no, wait, no, he's Reardon. Anyway, yeah, never mind. Tripping over names, like I say, but anyway, he's looking into a murder, and basically, how the film is actually done is it's. It's a, it's essentially a series of scenes from famous either famous actors of the era of Noir cinema or famous movies from that time period and he's intercut with these scenes which is why it has such a brilliant cast because like he, for example like his, his partner in the detective agency is Humphrey Bogart. And they even they even edit it in ways where the two of them share scenes, so it's like they'll be having conversations across the room, and it will just like because of how they've shot Steve Martin, and the shots they already had of Humphrey Bogart, they turn it into a consistent conversation. Man. Yeah, so it's talking. It? Yeah, like but this was like. This is like, imagine it's like one real person and the rest of the cast are darkens. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, because like they have all sorts of cra- Like, um, uh, let me go. So, what are the good ones of the. Okay, so yeah, so Barbara Stanwyck's in it, Burt Lancaster, Ava well, Gardner.
2: Carrie Grant was one that stood out
0: to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, funnily enough, another appearance by Ingrid Bergman, um, <laughs> Betty Davis. If- uh vincent price like like it's it's fucking like star studded and it's like and it's a real like testament to steve martin's acting ability like even though it's a comedy you know he's he's a he's a comedy genius and this is a comedy film but the fact that he's able to play out these scenes with with footage that has existed for like Decades prior, like it's like it's. I think most of it comes from the fifties. Yeah, yeah, like late forties to fifties. So it's like these are movies and scenes, roughly thirty years old, and he's able to interact with them, in like, it's it's such like really brilliant ways. Like there's even like he even has like a running gag with him and humphrey bogart about like he's always he always like rips on humphrey bogart's character because he always wants him to wear a tie but then they only use scenes of humphrey bogart wearing a bow tie and there's like a constant thing where he's like are you wearing the tie i gave you and they're like they even have like humphrey bogart like responding to it like no sorry i didn't like i didn't bring it out with me and so it's like (laughs) it's really like i I would recommend it just as like if you want to not only if you want to fucking like, like, just to watch like a great film, like for, like a comedy film, but also just as a kind of like, like a real like interesting way of filmmaking that I haven't really seen. Like, I mean, you kind of see the use of archive footage in other projects, but I've never seen it used in a way like that, where it's essentially the majority of the cast is from archive footage mm. and like so much of it is used and used in this way to make one consistent narrative i like, guess a bit like um what's that what's the racing film is it is it S- Senna, where it's all it's all cut from archive oh do, do, do you know the one that on, sounds on
1: the- familiar that does sound familiar, though. I never yeah. saw it. I don't
0: think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen that one either. But that's, that's like, I'm pr- I'm like ninety nine percent sure that's cut all from archive. And because I remember, because you know Chris Hall, who you know I love, and we all know one of our university teachers, he was like, I remember he was talking about it. I've got look
2: Chris Hall. It didn't start that way, but it did end that way we have
0: got a lot of time for Chris. Uh, now, I was an early convert to him. Surname.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? I I feel like his, his surname's the only redeeming thing about
0: him. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan. I'm not a massive uh, fan of the guy. Um,
1: right. Yeah.
0: Everyone in our post-production unit on our course will hate you now, Sam. Because, li- you, like, you, everyone You know what? I think, I think that's
1: what it was. I think that's what it is. I think if you're an editor you were good in it like you spent enough time with him to kind of thing I just found the guy sarcastic and just over the top yeah um, incredible John's at what hard. he does very yeah. very good at what he does but was he was just too fond of um making you kind of like a spectacle in front of people and like singling people out and I wasn't really a fan of that I don't I don't rate that kind of behavior no. in it
0: no I I get that but I think it's like he, he kind of um I know he like I think it's one of those ones where you kind of have to beat him at his own game because like so many Ooh. of our classes and shit I would like I would give it back to him like, cuz I just yeah, you know yeah. cuz I just like to be obstinate when it's funny yeah. and like it would literally be, like we'd have like back and forths of like one of us trying to beat the other one in a conversation <laughs>
1: That's yeah. that was probably it. To be fair, I, I probably didn't spend enough time with him to to mm. form that thing. So a lot of what he said came across as rude. But uh, he's I, no, I, he's yeah, good I at what it. he does. He is good at what he does, and mm. he he obviously made an impression on the people he taught. So he, he's he can keep doing what he does. I don't think yeah. we'd be friends, but you <laughs> know what I mean, he's
0: all right. He's all right. Yeah. Definitely. yeah yeah? Yeah, but yeah Yeah, but yeah yeah. anyways (laughs) dead men don't wear plaid (laughs) but yeah no it's it's yeah it's basically it's just it's a great it's just a really interesting piece of um filmmaking i think it's even directed by carl reiner appears and directs if i'm not yeah carl reiner oh yeah appears and directs it and you know all the props to him for just coming up with the idea and being able to actually get something like that made and done. Mm.
2: Yeah. It's incredible. I've just been quickly scanning through some of the, you know, the, the trivia on AMDB. Oh, <laughs> I. I mean, we forgot to drop Kurt Douglas's name. Um, it doesn't really get much mm. bigger than Sparkers. No, that's,
0: that's true. Yeah, well, this, this is what I mean. There's so many in it.
1: like it's, in yeah. it, For you to it, forget him, like, it's pretty. Says something about it itself, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: trust me. It's an achievement in filmmaking almost, and it's great when comedy does it. And it's never so much remembered for it, but the boundaries that you can push with comedy in film,
0: mm-hmm. definitely.
2: Um, another example isn't necessarily really coming to mind, but maybe uh, like in, in a similar way to uh, how Monty Python brought. You know, almost mm-hmm. brought a theater kind of pantomime-ish thing to film more. Yeah, <coughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like yeah, particularly with like. Uh, I mean, yeah, like a life of yeah, like life of Brian, like th- we have talking about that on the non the fantasy non franchise films. Yeah. Like that is like another one of those ones where it's like it's just a staple of cinema. Like it's on a lot of. I think you were even telling me it's on. Like, uh, you have, you had that like poster of a hundred films, to watch before you die, and it what it was one of the ones on there. Like, mm. it's it's like that's one's widely regarded as like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, a theatrical cool statement.
2: Um... Mm. If we was to do um, an episode on British cinema, that it would. It would oh, it would be have like, to be there. Yeah, within yeah. the top two or
0: three films. Yeah. Um, well, I guess cool. we'll we'll spin it back to Sam, who because I think we're going to kind of close on a d- bit of a discussion piece.
1: Yeah, a discussion piece. Just because I haven't seen, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a fair few murder films, but I guess none that really fit with the whole Who Done It kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I was thinking more along the lines of just great ensembles of cast, and it got me thinking about a type of film that. Although I haven't seen one for a little while. Um, but it's definitely been a thing of the last... Oh, ten years. I'd say just over ten years. Probably starting with film, with Love Actually. I think that's the first one I remember seeing myself. And it's like... I feel like they have to revolve around a certain event. So with Love Actually, you know, you've got... Love Actually is Christmas, isn't it? And whatnot. is the build-up to Christmas. And they're, they're just the kind of genre of film that have... So many A-list actors, and mm. usually it follows along the structure of there'll be an event going on. You've got New Year's Eve as well, which is another one of these films. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, there's a there's another one. I think it's called the movie Forty Three or something, um, which is similar about creating a film, and it's got all these stars of actors in and whatnot. And it just got me thinking: like, can you sell a film just on on that? I mean with if you look at a trailer for a New Year's Eve let's say or of actually you're not getting much information from it because these films are made up of nine or 10 different stories that somewhat interlude somewhat don't you know like they're just their whole drawing factor is it's got this person that you love in you know and mm. they've got so many of them actors that you love that you want to watch it yeah and Without it's needing almost, any co- sort of context of the film, you know.
0: Yeah, now it's it's almost like a it's almost like the ensemble movie is like a it's like a genre unto itself, with yeah. the, with the films like the ones you've been listing, you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's funny because, like, the script and the film itself has to be great, so whether getting stars or not. Literally just a question of once the film's great, if you've got, um, I don't know, from Love Actually, so does go I've with got Hugh, Hugh Grant? Yeah, Alan Rickman. So you know, if you get Alan Rickman, you're literally adding 12 million to the box office. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. no, you yeah. can you can start to assemble. Li- you can literally do box office predictions depending on stars. Um, yeah. Or at least you
1: could. We're in a different kind of era now, I think. Yeah, but, this is what uh, I mean. This is why I don't know if we'll see. Actually, I guess, to be honest, the most recent of occurrence of this happening, probably the devil, all the, the devil all the time, I would say. as Obviously, Marvel, yeah. But, I mean, Marvel, I don't know if you would class it just because it's been about 20 different films that have led to this. You know what I mean, like Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. You expect to see all these stars in it because each of these stars has had an individual film or yeah. TV show. You know,
0: but they almost it's... made their own stars with the, you know what I mean, with the MCU. Yeah,
2: yeah. Minus um, I mean, Scarlett Johansson, maybe. Rob... Hmm.
1: That's what I mean. I, I'm trying to think. Robert Downey Jr. Um, I don't really remember. Seeing too much of him, Chris Evans, obviously Fantastic Four, but I uh, yeah, not um, not really that memorable, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. no, like, true.
2: Well, um, I think Chris Evans was the star I knew because of Push, um, yeah. because uh, Scott
0: Pilgrim and shit.
2: Uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, there was a like a teenage comedy was in.
0: Um.
2: Uh. Mm. I Know What You Did Last Summer, I think it was. Right. I think, was it? yeah, I saw he was in that. I Know What You Did Last mm. Summer. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Chris Evans was the the, the name yeah. I knew that wasn't either Scarlett Johansson or um, Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Mm. I mean, even, um, oh, my God, his name should not have Who plays Hawk? Yeah. Um, Oh, Mark Stonewall. Ruffalo. Mark name? Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, exactly. I mean, they had Ed Norton as the Hulk before, who's a big yeah. name, and it? And they got rid of him and put... Uh, I mean, this might be bad to say, but I can't think of anything Mark Ruffalo was in before,
0: but maybe I wasn't looking out for him kind of thing, you know? Uh, I think he he tends to... He doesn't tend to do, like, the blockbuster things, because... No. Um,
2: you forget him in like, films.
0: Yeah, because... Yeah, it's like I he, I know like more of the stuff he's done by name um you know after the Marvel stuff. Well, like I think actually no, we've had one of his films on here once before. I I think we we, we did speak about Eternal Sunshine.
2: Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I brought that one up. Yeah. Um
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah was just... in the sci-fi one. Yes, that was in the sci-fi episode, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah and Mark, Mark Ruffalo's he's in that. I, th- I think that's that's probably the earliest thing I've seen him in. But
1: and I haven't seen that, to be
0: honest. I still haven't mm-hmm. seen that, shamefully. Yeah.
2: Zodiac. Yeah. If you've seen Zodiac.
0: Oh, yeah, that's one of his new ones. Um, but...
2: No, Zodiac was 2007, before oh. Avengers.
0: Oh, wait, is there a different Zodiac film that just came out?
1: Zodiac's the, the
0: serial killer, isn't it? Yeah, with Jake Is Gyllenhaal. So um
2: yeah. Again, a David Fincher film.
0: Oh, shit. Seen... I'm just, I must have just been way off on the year for that then. Because I thought that was it like a five, a six years lists.
2: ago. Yeah, Zodiac. well, mm. it was um, but like a year before. So like not massively, in the mm. time of Avengers dropping. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, what? going through, apart from that, Shutter Island were the only two big ones. Um, oh so Avengers was 2012 so yeah Zodiac would have been his biggest film before then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I mean I this it's... is like so have they and this is why I, I always when we were talking about who was I talking to about on some, I was talking to my manager at work and he was like oh what like Harry Potter and I was like well I wouldn't say Harry Potter because other than Dame Maggie Smith I it, I Alan feel Rickman. like a lot Alan, I don't know though, because Alan Rickman he to me is Snape. Like he was made Ray big Fines. by Harry Potter to me. Ray Fines,
0: true, true. Um, yeah,
1: but, but if still, we're like, going from the start of Harry Potter, oh did, yeah, from the start. When if you like bring it up in names, though, I would say like most of the Harry Potter stars, what well, at least the young lot, especially, and you know, oh like, and some of them. Like a lot of them were made by Harry Potter, they weren't stars before that. So, I wouldn't count that as an, a great ensemble of cast because it was kind of they didn't, mm. they weren't somebody yeah, before, it's... you know.
2: Yeah, yeah it's mm. like, yeah, what we were saying with with Marvel, although want... they're great ensembles, they're self made ensembles, sort of thing, or at least mm. homebred.
0: Yeah. I wonder if that kind of um... like, have you guys seen Magnolia?
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Like I wonder what an if that ensemble. is kind of
0: where it's because that's the earliest kind of ensemble movie I can think of. You I know what I mean? There's one but,
2: scene in that but, film that has Tom Cruise's best performance of his career. One oh yeah, scene but that, in that, see, film.
0: that yeah, but that's why that's why I kind of think like I like why I would kind of see that as a sort of like beginning of the ensemble genre is like because that one was Like a bit like what Sam was saying, how it kind of... I guess it doesn't really revolve around one specific event, but it's like the specific time period. And it's all kind of happening around this sort of almost non-event. But because of how it was was done so artistic... Yeah. But because of like the artistic style of it, it made that ensemble work Mm -hmm. in a way that modern ensemble films like your um your new year's eve and love actually and stuff like they're more like we've seen ensembles work so we'll do this whereas magnolia was more like we've got this kind of indie idea so we'll do this ensemble with it where we can get all these different actors doing very different style roles
1: that was like the trial run
0: Mm. Yeah, like if because I can't think but of a movie kind of like that mm. I've not seen maybe, it. Maybe maybe that's why they all wanted to try it again. They'd, you know, or like you know, New Year's Eve. It was inspired by Magnolia. Mm. You heard it here first.
2: Yeah, I uh, yeah. I I see a lot of value in that in that claim. Mm. There may have been one earlier than Magnolia, I, but, but I do think mm. Magnolia is the two who directed it
0: oh i can't remember
2: i want to say wes anderson i need to check no
0: i think it was before wes anderson's time because I, I think wes anderson started oh, with the darjeeling Lim- limited
2: yeah paul thomas anderson <laughs> i got the surname uh,
0: right yeah
2: you that were yeah kind of mad. Um, uh, although they don't really tonight. direct similar films uh, in, in general, I I do get their names mixed up quite a lot. Um, it was actually ninety nine Magnolia, mm. so like probably yeah, directly because oh, yeah. I'd say the majority of the ensemble <laughs> films. It's the earliest one I can think. Maybe two thousand and four to like two thousand and maybe twelve, thirteen <coughs> was mm. like the hype of it. That the right. peak. So yeah, I think you could probably draw a path from one to the other.
1: Interesting. Have you seen yeah. Magnolia, Sam I haven't. No. Um. Honestly, I'm I'm a bit of a Tom Cruise hater. But okay, if you're he saying might... this is his greatest performance, I might. He's
2: a complete dick throughout
1: it. it. So if you don't like him, that adds
2: to the film's benefit because you're not supposed to like yeah. him until the end, okay. where you are like. that's his performance right there Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it as well if you you, you know the great late uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and he's yeah I'm a big fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman he's a big big performance from him in that film big time
1: performance he's incredible I love him Um, yeah yeah no I'll I'll check it out what's it called Magnolia Magnolia okay
0: it is it's pretty good
1: we'll look it up we'll look it up yeah, no, uh, thank yeah. you for having that discussion with me. I think this wraps us yeah, nicely a... until, until next week. Mm. Until we'll we find out what happens
0: in one Division. <laughs> yeah. The cast um. may
2: or may not change.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Depending yeah. on scheduling issues. <laughs> yeah, we have conflict of scheduling. Yeah. But we shall see. That will be a tease to be resolved next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, yeah. and with that, I think we'll wish everyone a good night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get out the in-store at the in store, Action Oh 25. yeah, <laughs>
0: nice, nice. Nice. I had yeah. to shout out California again. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: absolutely. Big up California. I mean, let's be honest. Ninety percent of the stuff we talk about comes from California on this podcast. True. So true. Are mm-hmm. you you're a great dad, really? Yeah. Indeed.
1: Indeed. Good night. God bless. God bless. Yeah. Thank you.